0: and welcome to this quantum conversation where we are going to talk about a couple of different things today all fascinating information my next guest is one who sees interdimensionally and she says there are multiple races of interdimensional beings that are coming back now to work with us, to assist us in reclaiming our own star heritage. So we're going to talk about that today, as well as ancient knowledge and science. Elizabeth McCullough Wood is here, and again, she is a seer and a scientific one who keeps her pulse on the Global Collective. And she's here to help us clear through more of our ego issues to get back to zero point. Let's welcome Elizabeth to Quantum Conversations. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Lauren. I really look forward to today. Thanks so much.
0: So do I. My goodness, we are here in May. And the energies are they are they're intense in the fact that um we really have to be aligned with our inner knowingness and follow that guidance like never before, and we really can begin to see where the ego starts to pop up and even lead us in the wrong direction, so let's start there. Boy, the past couple of days, what's what's it been like?
1: Yeah, thank you for being open to really being present to that. And I think that's the first step. Um, It can can be so painful to be human, like when stuff like this happens and big knocking us around. And there's two things going on that are really important for us to recognize. One is that the dark webs of systems that humans have been involved in are coming to so much so, and people are questioning why they're a part of these systems. And the second piece is that this is psychic warfare, the definition of psychic warfare. We are being pummeled as a collective mind. Honestly, it's not really happened like um, in the past, because we didn't have the same collective mind, the universal mind of humanity, um, it was much slower back then. <laughs> but very similar still. And so I'd like to share a little bit about that perspective, but it's so it's so important for right now that this is new stuff. Not to be afraid that we're going to get through it. It's new to Earth, but it's not new to the galaxy. And so we do have wonderful friends who have been part of our lives for a very, very long time. the entirety of our existence here, more and more over the past several years, they have come through to come and assist us.
2: And...
0: Okay. you. Um, I think we lost you the last part of your sentence there. Our line is not very stable. If we have some listeners who could come in the chat or the question and answer box and just tell us, uh, give us some feedback. Is it, uh, is it my end that's choppy or is it Elizabeth's end that's choppy? That would be helpful. Thank you.
1: Um, Thanks.
2: Did you hear me okay? No. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I heard you. Okay, so um, the last piece, I just wanted everyone to recognize and realize that more and more computer have come through more than they ever have. It's a beautiful point in history. It's a challenge for us to take the the frequency psychic warfare on the uh at that same to try to keep the dark, uh embracing and evolving past those dark systems, those dark web systems and there's a web that we're really a part of a web of light. And that's
2: what some of the
1: light. Um could you hear me okay?
0: Yes, go ahead.
2: Okay, great. So, um,
1: natural web of light. The terms—it's called the web of Indira. You know, thousands of years ago, people realized they themselves, their bodies, mimicked the fractal form of the universe. And so, who have been on this journey of light and journey, let's call it a session. Are uh, reflecting back the universe. It's like in the interdimensions is a fantastic web where each person is like a drop of water, and each person it, their purpose to reflect back the light that comes from all of the creation. So that's what's called the web of Indira. And that is the web of the universal grid. We talk about it in many different forms, but the universal grid, Dwight, the grid that holds us all together and has given us this collective mind is what we naturally, um, easily fit into. And these false webs of reality have been created on purpose to try to constantly... Now, when terrible days like the past couple of days (laughs) when inadequacies get laid before us and we and we wonder why we're in this machine slash ice bucket challenge (laughs) and we get to ask ourselves quickly can I reflect back the universe but that winds are created in our own selves that feeds those dark systems. And so it's up to us to unplug ourselves from the matrix and be in control of our own energy. There's lots of ways to do
0: that. one particular I
1: found to be most effective. And I'd like
3: to share that if that's okay, Lauren.
0: Yes, and Elizabeth, I'm sorry to say it is very interesting. We really have to hold the space. We did set up the angelic shield and and reinforcement for our call, and it's still choppy. So I don't know if you want to try to call in. It does seem to stabilize at times, but sometimes right when you're saying something really cool, we miss it.
3: Yeah, I'm to move into the
2: different place, so, uh we'll
1: <laughs> see what I can do here.
2: Okay.
0: Yes, it's very interesting. Well what you were saying is that right, the um the universal grid of light is reflecting back to us um that which is coming up. And so yes, important to unplug from this matrix. We'll catch that story again. Elizabeth is uh, very interesting to talk to.
2: Um, uh, so I think um,
0: it's just in and out. It is very, sorry. yeah.
2: Let me move to,
1: I'm going to end up at, one more Lauren. Thank you.
0: And you know, I do, I've gotten. Again, it's interesting that we're talking about the energies uh, that, are, that we've just even f- uh, felt within our bodies this past weekend. And what's presenting, um, there are great solar activity, holes on the side of the sun facing Earth. And so it is interesting, I've noticed within the past week, even on uh, technologies like Skype and this system – well, yours seems like you you are on a cell phone, um, and if you want to call in on a landline, that might help. But go ahead. Let's see how it sounds now.
1: Okay. Uh, does it sound okay?
0: Well, we haven't gotten any loss of words there, so let's give it a go. Yay. All <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. I'm going to try to give the information clearly and succinctly uh, one more time here.
2: Okay. Beautiful. Um, so- sounds good.
1: Okay, so the the basics are, and I think everybody can grok this, is that since we naturally live on a web of light that does not actually take energy from us, we would might call that web the web of Indira, where we each reflect back the universe. And so every day, asking ourselves, how can we better reflect back the more pure light universe? See, that natural web doesn't take energy from us. But these other webs, these other matrix webs, these what I call dark webs of energy, they do take energy from us. And so when we get these big global psychic attacks or waves, these global psychic attacks are meant to sap our energy. When there's pain and fear, these are like little uh, these are like little lunchables. <laughs> pain and fear creates fast food. For energetic slavery and i 'm talking about actual beings who are plugged into these matrixes who take and eat our fear and our pain, um, and the beings mm. that the good beings who are coming into our realm and who have been coming uh, more and more than they ever have before in the history of humankind, these good beings are here to help serve us and you see how important this information is and why our Uh, Even our angelic net trying to protect our phone call (laughs) might be meddled with. Um, Mm -hmm. But this information is key for us to be breaking away from the matrix. The moment that you're recognizing that you're part of the true grid of light, then you can start to become a conduit. And there is a process for us to get to that point, for us to get to the place where we are putting beautiful white energy back into the universal grid to heal each other, to help us through. And what they don't want, what these dark webs of energy don't want, is for us to cooperate and to communicate these, these pains that we feel. They want us to feel alone. And it's very mm-hmm. important for all of us to remember every day that you are not alone. Um, and so I, that's the first step, I think into getting to this point of freedom so were we able to get um through this time
0: yes it's holding steady Yay. and it's so fascinating yes mm-hmm. we really have to be these masters and and understand and so i know that we're not alone when we're saying we saw that within ourself come up and i love how you say how can we best reflect back this light of the universe and then that really comes down to personal responsibility to make that choice once and for all, to move into a higher way of responding.
1: Yes. And, you know, I think um, the process that I most find effective and very quick to get to this place of consciousness mm-hmm. is to, to look at how our bodies Are actually fractally uh, representative of the universe. Um, In our physical form, we have three brains. We we don't just have a brain mind. We have a brain mind, a heart mind, and a gut mind. And these beautiful brains, they give us a lot of information. Um, So beginning there to recognize that that three comes up in our body, we have the three minds serving us, and other animals on the planet do too. The human body is a wonderful physical form and a place for us to play and learn about Source and this gorgeous universe and all of its cymatics, which are vibrations that create form. And recognizing that we ourselves are part of that song of the universe. Um, and so we have that. Then we need to always recognize duality within ourselves. So, for example, um, inadequacy has been coming up a lot um, over the past couple of days. Inadequacy and instability. And we are being asked all the time to reconcile dualities in ourselves, male and female, good and bad, arrogance, and worthlessness, inadequacy, and narcissism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we're being asked to reconcile these different dynamics. That's how the six comes up, and I'm getting to the big number. The next number is nine. And nine, the three, six, nine is the golden ratio, and that's how the form of the universe works is with the golden ratio. The human body is no different. And the nine is wholeness. The nine is oneness. It is replication and oneness. In numerology, people always used to say that if you use nine and you put nine in any of your equations, you'll always end up having much, much more than you ever thought you would. That nine mm. is abundance. And nine brings replication. It brings the oneness with all things, the vibrations of being into your entire self, so that you can be a better reflection of the golden ratio, the universe, and all of its light. So this is an interesting way for us to be able to break free from the matrix and more perfectly reflect back the universe. Then we can be conduits, and then the last step is for us to continuously play around with bringing more and more light to us so that we heal the grid we can heal the human consciousness upon the planet and we'll really be able to serve each other and in that oneness um even by that simple task of helping heal yourself and breaking free from the painful waves and waves of psychic damage that keep happening to us and that we keep having to own in our own lives. Um, And the more you break away and the more you ground down into this grid of light, the more synchronicity happens, the more clarity. A lot of questions will come up about purpose at this point because we can't just sit around and uh, be part of the grid all the time. only a few people on the planet are asked to do that. Um, and they live in
2: caves (laughs) (laughs) in India
1: a lot of times. So, you know, we are active. We're parents. We are hard workers. Um, We have to go and we've chosen these careers a lot of times, and maybe they don't feel right. And sometimes people end up in these liminal spaces, these what I call the dressing rooms where they're asked to strip down and get into a new garb and find a new path and show the world what they were were brought here to bring forth. So another question to ask yourself is every day, how can I serve the entire world with my love and my purpose? Today, just today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, just today. And it might be a little bit different every day. But especially if you have a family and a lot of people that you deal with every day, it's going to be different (laughs) every day. Um, And when there's trouble, when there is chaos, to ask yourself that same question. How can I, in that moment, how am I going to be able to bring more light to this person in front of me who might be suffering? They might not even recognize that they are playing into the dark grids of energy Which are sapping their life force away. They may not even know that, but you do. And you were brought there in that moment to recognize it, to objectify the situation and bring more love into it, more compassion, more patience. So there's some really great questions for us to ask in order to break away from these psychic, uh, attacks and not play into the painful um constant duality that shows up in the body.
0: Does uh, mm. that
3: make sense, Lauren?
0: Absolutely, because here we've got this coming up. So we've got this energy that's rocking and rolling us. It's, it's asking us to hold more light. It literally is flooding us with more light. And so those things that don't sit well with us or issues that we have with other people... These are things, again, for us to change in that situation. I'll share a personal story, uh, with, with someone that I'm close to, and I realize she's being a mirror for me, for me to really once and for all look at something of, of how I project onto things, and so to be able to see that from a perspective and to surrender to divine will or to surrender it to this love and this light that does change things and it makes us feel a lot better and i am not saying that that is easy at all but that is the transformation that is going on with all of us so i've got a couple of questions for you on that you were talking about the three six and the nine and how we can add the nine into equations because that represents oneness yeah. and abundance. So give us an example here. Would this be like if you're uh, listing something for sale at a price? Would you want nine to be in the number, or do you <laughs> add the numbers up to be nine? I've even seen some grids uh, that you can put over your doorways, and there's a nine over the doorway and that is for abundance as well.
1: Yes, you've got it exactly. Um playing and practicing with the golden ratio and here's something really important for us to um be clear on. Um because I fell into this trap of trying to use the golden ratio for my own power. And this is black magic friends.
0: <laughs> Interesting that you called it a trap. So how did you know that you were getting into a trap? You kind of fell for something. (laughs) You didn't until you were in the trap. Go ahead.
1: I was in the trap. Um, I was shown uh, the most wonderful version of myself, and the version of myself was a a beautiful being of light who came to help free humanity—a savior version of myself. And I thought that by using the golden ratio as a powerful blessing itself and creating a blessing on my own terms, that I could heal people. And um, I overstepped my bounds in other ways as well, but it's very important for us to recognize um, the lesson that I truly learned was that there is no reason, there is no need, to harness the golden ratio, instead we are asked to just celebrate it. It is so powerful and is already, it, it is already perfect. The universe is already perfect. We're just asked to celebrate existence. That's the whole point of being in the 3D. And when we celebrate it, when we add it into what we love, like um, putting it around our home or considering it when we're doing things, when we build things, when we create things, when we play, when we garden, when we look around, look for the golden ratio. Look mm-hmm. for it. It's everywhere in the natural light grid. It's everywhere. And where is it missing? It's missing in the dark grids.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: It's missing in the dark systems. So when you look for the golden ratio, look for opportunities to add it in. And the first place you can add it in your life is balancing it in yourself. Just recognizing it, celebrating it, playing with it, looking at it in you. That's all. You don't have to do any hard, difficult work to bring it into yourself. You are already in the golden ratio. You're part of it. You're reflecting it back. And when I was able to be freed from this trap that I got into, um, because I was was suffering very terribly, and that suffering was being siphoned off. And when you trap a really powerful Mm. person of light and they suffer, it is like a feast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so other energies, you're saying that the, yeah, the energies are siphoning it off of you. It's feeding off you. Mm -hmm.
1: yes and this is what I call the false light universe I was being shown light but it was not real it was false light and the reason it was false light is because I was being shown an opportunity for me to have more power when in fact there was no need for me to ever ever be separated from the extraordinary natural power of source in the universe and It's so beautiful. There's a lot of science coming out right now about how all of this works and why the Golden Ratio is going to be the new way, the new model for us to reconnect with the earth and save humanity. It's all of our chance to celebrate it. And as we celebrate it, we already allow more light out into the grid. We save humanity by celebrating something that is already there and beautiful in nature, I just absolutely mm-hmm. love it so much for that power, and and that it already gives us a hundred percent. I didn't have to have any more extra power. <laughs> um, in fact, I probably blew a fuse because <laughs> then I thought I was so awesome and so powerful to bring this new healing model to humanity when in fact. It had been there the whole time, and I didn't have to harness it. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a wonderful lesson that we can all really embrace when we're um, looking at things that we're doing. Um, And, yes, I do love being able to uh, make my prices when I sell something add up to nine. That is actually Mm -hmm. something I do um, because it's fun, and I'm a little bit OCD like that.
2: (laughs) Okay. But now that I
1: love now that I love the the golden ratio so much, uh implementing it into daily life is easy and celebrating it every day is easier and easier.
0: It's easy to celebrate the the existence of the golden ratio. Now, can you describe for those who may want to know exactly what you mean by on your own terms of using it? Like you were forcing it, like saying, I will use this to get this, right? Instead of celebrating. Okay. So we don't need to force. We need to recognize and see and witness and celebrate the existence. Because that really is the natural light grid. It's how nature works. Okay. Beautiful. So then you also said bringing more light through us to the grid to heal yourself and others and grounding down into the grid of light. I know we've got many who would love to know exactly how we can do that. Is it simply with our intention from anywhere on the planet? I know we can get out into nature and plant crystals and all of it, but what do you do? What do you
2: suggest?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to repeat what my teacher taught me, and this was taught by her uh, to her by her teacher in a very, very long line and a very great succession of Buddhist teachers. First and foremost, you must have a meditation every day, every single day. And it doesn't matter what kind. It can be any sort of meditation. It can be a prayer. If you're specifically a part of a religion, praying every day is something those religions really understand is part of a happier life. The second thing that you need to do is you need to have a processing technique. And that means you need to be able to move negative energy out of your body. You need to be able to psychologically, emotionally, and physically process problems that come in your life. If you don't, they cause damaging structures in the body, they cause illness, um, and they cause mental illness as well. Um, So really addressing what kind of processing technique do you have. If you don't have one, then there's so many to choose from. Um, But you can be coached by great people, lots of wonderful people to choose from, to be able to be coached through a processing technique that's going to work for you. I prefer to use the three minds technique, which helps you process energy through all three minds of the body, so then you're not leaving anybody out. And then you get it fully processed. You don't have any stuff hanging out in your gut causing problems. You don't have any stuff hanging out in your heart causing issues. You really process it all the way through your body. The se- the third thing, the last thing, is to have a practice, to play, to practice. Um, so going out and putting beautiful alchemized crystals that are full of love and intention into water or bodies of water or onto different places on the planet. Some people are are called to practice um, holding space for a very specific place on the planet. So I know uh, several women over the past year have been called to be conduits of pure energy just for one spot on the planet. Or um, others really are called to work with people or animals every day, just helping other people and animals process their stuff and heal in different ways. Um, Other people, they might have more mundane jobs. But honestly, if you work with food every day, if you can harness the power of love and put love into that food, Oh, my gosh, it heals people. It is amazing. You can clear the pathways that the food got to you by. A lot of times we eat food and the energetic pathways that the food used to get to us weren't very good, but we can clear all of that with precious, beautiful, unconditional love. If you're a server and or even working at a McDonald's, you can do that with every piece of food you touch. And then it heals people. It has quantum effects. It has butterfly effects on the healing of the grid, of the beautiful set of humans around us. We have the ability to affect that change by the subtle tiny things we do. And that is what I would call practice. And it's conscious. You have to be aware that you're doing it, and you have to have a way to do it so opening your heart clearing that heart mind, really getting your heart free from any kind of armor is very important and also being able to talk to your gut and listen to the gut because the gut is literally your connection to planet earth the gut mind is a city unique to you of bacteria and microbes And now we have tons of studies showing us just how powerful this third gut mind really is.
0: Yes, we do. I love that. We'll talk a little bit more about the three minds technique and maybe you could uh, take us through a short process with that. We do have more ground to cover because you are a seer interdimensionally and that's such a fascinating topic. But I just want to say before we move on that that what you said there with those three things one that meditation every day is the biggest appointment we have the most important appointment that we have with ourselves and so i love that um the processes to move the negative energy out to clear it um very important and again we'll get back to your technique but then this practice and play and really harnessing the power of love, that is really our intention that we are activating and bringing forth, and that is where it gets quantum, so beautiful, thank you for that, now more than ever, we really need this, and you've boiled it down into three simple things, uh, so maybe not so easy, but very simple, and a very nice roadmap for us, given all the things that we see outside in this world, especially in the past few days. Okay, so now let's talk interdimensionally, because Bigfoot, Sasquatch, (laughs) these are interdimensional beings. They're absolutely fascinating. I know most listeners to this program would certainly understand that they are interdimensional. And so... We're going to get there, but first let's talk about you. You see interdimensionally, what must that be like?
1: This is a good question. Well, um, at first when I was conscious of it as a child, um, it was very troubling, and it was difficult for me to go to school or do normal things that normal kids do because I definitely was not normal. (laughs) Um, and I didn't have anyone in specific that I could go to to help me and so this is one of those things that come up for me especially in what had trapped me originally in my problematic state uh, which I spoke about earlier was the feeling of loneliness and this is a lie none of us actually are alone at all at any point in time. Even if we seem physically alone, you are not alone. You have an entire city of wonderful beings in your gut ready to talk to you. Uh, that's one thing to always consider. But also knowing that you have friends or people that you can reach out to to tell them about what you're going through to talk to process verbally is very important. And if you don't have that to at least get online and try to make connections the best you can. Um, loneliness is a false illusion, um, and so seeing interdimensionally is a challenge every day because I can't really do normal things like drive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? Why would I, you see things I'm, on the side I'm of the not... road? Do you?
0: Is it? Is that what it's like? I yeah. mean, being? Yes,
2: sometimes these, I see
1: too much
0: like disincarnate beings
1: yes absolutely um i've seen i used to joke around that uh i can't drive because i might stop for a ghost cat
0: (laughs) okay or a ghost cat and then even (laughs) other even even other types of beings then yes you've got it angels angels That's
1: right angels um demons uh ghosts of all sorts Um, But another thing, one of the biggest reasons why I really can't drive very well is that I might be going along and then I will have a vision. And this is part of the being a seer piece is that I will get connected into these really big parts of time. And I'll see large chunks of time and timelines that are all possible and it will be really a big challenge for me to do anything physically because I'll be so immersed in what I'm seeing and it's often comes to me at very uh inopportune times so uh, so I don't really get to choose
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't get to
1: see this stuff um which is also really important to have a meditation technique because sometimes I can uh choose to see bigger chunks of time and or important information that's coming through if I meditate. So um, it's almost like there's an assembly line of information that I'm often given and I need to be able to get it in chunks. So um, doing regular things like uh, washing dishes, I'm not thinking about the normal stuff that average folks think about. I'm thinking about all of that stuff and a lot of other interdimensional stuff. I can see at the same time as the 3D, all of the 4D, which is the spiritual plane, and I see all the interdimensional beings and that playing field, and it looks very, very different than the 3D. So um, it's as if one of my eyeballs is looking in one dimension and the other is looking in another. Um, and then even then, I can see past all of that into what kind of looks like um, this multitude of mirrors, and um, that's one of the challenges of being a seer is that you see so much information, but boy, do you have to decipher it. What little stuff that I might see is never just so simple. There is always, always more complexities behind it, and it's arrogant. To assume anything, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: so, um, you know. Even when I was dealing with these false light constructs, um, I was trying to test out my own discernment, and I made the wrong choice. But then I made the right choice to be free again. So there's always a chance to make the right choice in that moment when you get a lot of information, um, and. Here's the most important thing my teacher ever taught me. Um and she was the one who helped discover that I am as psychic and a, a seer as I am. Um and she helped teach me how to control it and how to understand it even though she herself is not an, a really extremely good seer. She's pretty good, but she's not extremely good. It's just not the what she does, that's not her uh, special ability per se um, but she taught me that um, number one it's very important that when you see things when you are given information that you don't hold it to yourself because you're afraid that people might think you're weird or crazy she has held me responsible for what I see because I am a guide I'm able to help carve that path And if I see it, I need to tell everybody around me that I'm seeing it so that they don't get into trouble. And truly, I have almost died and other people have almost died because I did not tell them that we should turn back. I didn't tell them that my angel appeared to me right that moment and said, don't go, because I was afraid that they would think I was weird. So Mm -hmm. it's really important for seers to take that kind of responsibility, especially if they are coming into that talent. Um, And that talent is also a challenge because when other people know that you have it, they want to know what they look like. Almost, (laughs) almost Mm -hmm. every time anyone ever has learned that I can Mm -hmm. see much more about them, they want to know immediately what I see. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to honor that. To honor each other around that is very important so that I don't go looking into anybody's business and that people don't uh, overuse my talents and tire my third eye out.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, to use it as it's meant to be used and um, to keep it very precious. Just like every talent, we don't want to overuse any sort of talent, whatever it might be. Um, and we don't want to treat it with disrespect. So just like a massage therapist, uh, let's say somebody was in a bar. This happens to me all the time if I go out. Um, Let's say we're in a bar and somebody um, learns somehow that I am a seer, and they'll ask me, well, what do you see about me? And then uh, I always say, well, if I was a massage therapist, you wouldn't want to – strip down and make me massage you in the middle of the bar, would you?
2: (laughs) Right, It's It's
1: a similar deal. Um, Because really, when people ask me to do that, I'm stepping into their spiritual space. And I'm seeing so much about their past, their present, and their future. All of these details and complexities coming together. And they're very personal. It's so, so personal. And so just like I keep that deep respect for someone, um, that's just sort of what I've had to learn over all this experience is to be able to have that deep respect for everyone around me and Mm -hmm. to ask for the same respect in in turn. Um, And so, yeah, it's been a challenge. But um, honestly and truly, at this point in my life, I am so happy. That I have this calling. It is absolutely precious and wonderful, and I have been able to help so many people across the globe, and I will keep doing it until I'm dead, and I'm so excited that I'm the seer now. So I wish I could go back to my little self and say, it's okay. It's really going to be exciting.
2: (laughs) Yay. Yeah, don't worry.
0: Because it gets fun. Well, this is what you're doing now, helping people. You have personal sessions. We're going to take a few callers on this uh, call as well as do a beautiful meditation with us. You're going to leave us with that so that we can really feel, you know, what that's like with your work. And so the personal sessions, that is where you give them that massage like space that really allows this to come up and and then um you'll see some things or become aware of some things. Again, this'll be apparent when we take a caller or two this afternoon. Well then let's let's move into we will get to the three minds technique but I do want to talk a little bit about Sasquatch. Now these stories are fascinating And fortunately, more people are becoming aware of them, uh, having to be in a loving connection with them rather than having to go out and shoot them. I know there's different groups that are after the Bigfoot or Sasquatch, but I think that's shifting. So tell us a little bit about your experience with Sasquatch.
1: I would love to. So I am a native to Washington state which has probably more Sasquatch sightings than any other place. Um and I grew up in a family who actually really honored the Sasquatch and we loved 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 the stories. My father himself had a really intense and amazing experience with Sasquatch. Um, And this big, huge, beautiful Sasquatch came through one day or one evening when him and his buddy went camping and uh, stomped out his fire,
2: Mm. (laughs) Uh,
1: which is one Mm. of their jobs is actually to stop forest fires. That's why the beautiful Gigantipithecus, which is their scientific name, that's part of why they live in the deep, deep forest is to stop wildfires. Um, Ah. And Diganopithecus is is the actual scientific name, um, and it's false that uh, Diganopithecus died out. They didn't. In fact, they evolved, they changed, and they became better and better at hiding and being one with the forest. Um, And so... uh, um, I grew up really interested in this particular beautiful animal, and I wanted to know more about it. Um, So as I grew up, I would listen to all these stories of the people around me, and eventually as I became an anthropologist, I learned how to actually do ethnographic interviewing, which is a very special skill. And um, uh, I was able to hear some stories from, actually, uh train engineers whose trains would go through the very deep, deep forests of the Northwest, and they might stop their train sometimes for any reason. And um, one guy stopped his train, and he went to go take a pee <laughs> off in the woods there, and here comes a gigantic boulder flying past his head. (laughs) And he looks up, and there is the most beautiful, huge Sasquatch. And he did not want to to be seen or found. And so the man got a glimpse of this very tall, amazing being and Mm. hopped back on his train and took off, knowing that he was not welcome in that space at that time. Um, Other times, other stories I have spoke to people about, and um, I'm always looking for people to extrapolate to make it clear that they are either telling the truth or not. So I will hold that space, and I can always tell when someone's not telling me the truth. So far every person I've talked to about their Bigfoot stories, their Sasquatch stories, has been telling me the truth. Mm -hmm. And I got to speak to a really wonderful man who um, is a a forest ranger, and he lived uh, part of the time during the year at the very end of Lake Quinault, which is up into the Olympic rainforest, fantastic, amazing, beautiful place. And I walked past him because we were camping on this little campsite. I walked past his little site, his campground area, and he had a Bigfoot sign-up. So I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to go interview him about his Bigfoot stories. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was able to hear his stories, and um, he was able to express some of the most beautiful encounters where um, a very young Sasquatch was actually watching his family while they hiked. And his daughter uh, had a very close encounter with him. Mm
2: -hmm. And his
1: son also had a a very deep, close encounter with this amazing being. And um, it was amazing because the man was so clear about these encounters that his children had. And, but when I asked him, "Oh, have you got to seen, see a Sasquatch?" he said, "And, and you could have just uh, painted sadness all over his face." He said, "No, I've never got to see one, um, not yet. But I, I have smelled them."
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not pleasant, um, is it?
1: No, it's not. Uh, which is just <laughs> part of their that's part of their defensive mechanism, I imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, his children did, though, and the fact that he was able to share these stories was really beautiful. And the most powerful interview I've ever done was actually with a man who did not have a voice anymore. He had had his voice box removed, and I was the only neighbor nearby who was willing to talk to him. And here was a man who really, really wanted to talk and to be social, but people had a hard time because he could really only sort of whisper a bit and use his hand gestures, but I'm psychic. So So we became best buddies because he didn't really have to talk with words for me to understand him. Really? Yeah, we became such great friends. And um, his name was Richard. And so Richard um, used to be a logger in the saint helens area before mount saint helens blew up and he his eyes sparkled and he was so full of light and love when he told us about when he ran into a sasquatch that was literally six feet away from him and looked him in the face and saw this amazing animal and he also saw many families of Sasquatch move across the valleys of Mount St. Helens, and he said they could walk across these valleys like nothing he'd ever seen. They would make these strides of six, seven feet, and they'd move across the valley, and he'd be sitting there taking his lunch, and he'd look down in the valley, and he'd see them move across the valley and, and just Hardly any time at all. And he said it was so amazing to be able to see this. Um, In fact, uh, recently, a couple of young men caught one of the most compelling videos I've ever seen. Um, And they were up high in the middle of nowhere. And I'm pretty certain they were in the Olympics. Um, And they were really up high. It was very uh, uh, snowy and stuff, too. And they turned on their camera and they caught a video of uh, a two-legged, very tall being moving across the mountainside, uh, down across the valley on an entirely different mountain, but it was moving so fast and it was moving into the deeper parts of the middle of nowhere, so they knew it wasn't a man. It was all one color, all brown, it was extremely large looking, and it was... So amazing that they had caught this on modern video. Um, And it was so clear and obvious that it was not a bear because it was two legged. (laughs) It was not a man because it was too Mm -hmm. big. Um, And it was pretty extraordinary.
0: Well, what um, does that last... say? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll save that question then. Share that story. Sure.
1: One last piece around this, and you can actually um, find it yourself it, pretty easily. If you Google right now um, Bigfoot studies, you'll find there is a really amazing, and this is huge because archaeologists and anthropologists have been turning their backs to studying and understanding this extraordinary being um, Mm -hmm. for a very long time, but there is now, finally, a really, really compelling study done on uh, some bones that were found. You see, uh, Bigfoot gets most of its food from uh, plant sources, but it is a scavenger. And it will scavenge the dead of different animals like elk and deer. And they, What they found, these two men, they actually went and were looking um, for some kind of sign that there might be a larger animal besides a bear eating bones. And they did. They found them. They found the bones that the amazing Sasquatch had been eating. And this is really important because it was able to prove the jaw size that it wasn't a bear, and that it had humanoid teeth and the jaw size. And so this is a really big deal because this has been presented to peer-reviewed journalists, uh, journals. These men are going out and making this part of science finally. We can probably, in the next few years, begin to protect the Sasquatch finally.
4: when they really deserve
1: it because <laughs> they hold a very special energy upon the
2: Earth.
0: Uh, real quick here, talk a little bit more about that. Um, when people experience them who you interviewed, they seem to feel great love for this being. Was your dad scared? Um, are you know, are people recognizing this love? It's like when we see dolphins. We are instantly uplifted. Is that the same with the Sasquatch? I'm sure that there would still be some who would be fearful, but they wouldn't show themselves to fearful people. Is this why the children had experiences with them?
1: Oh, I think you've nailed it. Absolutely. See, I guess my dad, um, I wouldn't say that my dad was scared. Uh, I would say that he knew at that moment that it wasn't the right place or time for him to camp in that area. So, he, so him and his friend packed up and left immediately in the middle of the night. Um, and so um, but he when he speaks about it he gets excited he's full of joy and he'll say to this day like "Uh, honestly I don't know what I saw for sure I just know I saw a giant foot (laughs) he was laying there um, next to the fire he's
2: Mm -hmm. like I saw a
1: giant foot come out of nowhere and stomp my fire Uh, (laughs) 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 I mean but I, so but but uh, the children um i would say the children felt um unusual and that uh they didn't feel any kind of extreme fear at all is uh, what i got from their father who told the stories that they had shared um and in fact these young children eventually grew up to be adults who had extraordinary interactions with bears So, I mean, these people were Mm -hmm. not afraid at all. Um, And then, of course, my friend uh, Richard, he was full of absolute and total love for these animals. And he said it was the most exciting day of his entire life when he was able to look at one close up and Mm -hmm. see its eyes and look at it. And when he shared with me that part of his story, I felt it too. I felt the energy the excitement, the joy, the just the absolute awe that these beautiful, earthy, very deeply earthy beings have. Um, and so uh, I, I agree that they show themselves on purpose, uh, that they do not come close to people unless there's a reason, um, and that they naturally want to hide from us We're the top predator on the planet. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, They
1: are naturally um, in tune with the right kinds of people. So when people do have these one-on-ones or these really extraordinary um, experiences, this is done on purpose. Um, They're intelligent beings. They are part of our primate family. And so they're very deeply intelligent, just like a chimpanzee, orangutan, gorilla, and perhaps even more so. This is why it's so important for them to be protected.
0: Yes, well, with the scientific reports coming out, we are on our way for that as humanity is awakening. Well, thank you for sharing your story and taking that tangent with us. It's so fascinating, and I know our listeners appreciate it as well. Okay, well, in the next uh, 20 to 30 minutes, we're going to take a few callers, and we're also going to leave everyone with a beautiful process. Um, And I'm hoping that could that could be something with your three minds technique. We're kind of working on the cuff here. Okay, great. So let's um, let's talk first about your special offer and then we'll go to the phone lines. You have personal sessions with people and some other digital downloads. Can you share a little bit on this?
1: Yeah. So in my personal sessions. I do a really complete body and soul scan, and I'm just shown in detail what source needs me to see about you. If there are things you want to tackle, we'll talk about those sort of things first. And then um, we get that kind of background so that I can look for any linchpins if we need to. And I'm able to move energy around, so I can move dark energy away. I can get you to recognize deeper processes that you may not have realized were there in your body, like programming. Um, There's different kinds of programs that show up all over the body. And um, we get you nice and clean, clear, and we get a lot of light coming through. We also get clarity about your purpose. A lot can be done in an hour. It's really extraordinary how much can be done um and so afterwards um i recorded almost over 100 classes um over the past several years and one of the 94 templates um i the, there's 94 of these ancient templates that are actually cultural attributes that humans have and for example um perhaps someone is a painter and they really want to work more on their processes of painting. There is a specific energetic and historical aspect to humans and painting. So I taught these little short classes about all of these different sorts of things. Um, I'll name a few. Weaving, alchemy, healing, love, joy. Um, I also have some of the more difficult stuff that humans go through, with like pain, uh, like subordination, these are aspects that we can all learn from, um, but when I'm done with the session, usually it's pretty clear if someone has some specific things they need, Then I'm going to give you ten different template classes, and these will be just specific energies that you can understand and hold in your body more easily, uh, vibrational energies. And you get the historical aspects about them as well. So you get all that anthropology and all the fun stuff too, <laughs> the fun science behind all that. Um, and then uh that's basically what will happen after somebody gets a session. And then there's two other parts to my special offer as well. Did you want to speak to those, Lauren, or I'm happy to?
0: Yes, that's wonderful. I love that you really customize those teachings for the individuals that you do the session with. So, yes, continue on the other two items. Perfect.
1: Great. And so the third piece uh, I'm really excited about is um, the Three Minds Workshop. And this is going to be an ongoing workshop. Um, So if you don't get to attend one live, and I'm going to really try to work with the groups that um, come through. But if you don't get to attend one live, you'll get to attend another live, so you can get those um, energetic, uh, personal uh, touches, and um, there's going to be three specific. One is going to be about the brain-mind and how to heal the brain-mind. The second will be the heart mind and how to heal the heart mind and the techniques behind healing these different minds. And then we have the gut mind and how to heal the gut mind. Um, And bringing it all together in that final part, we're going to be talking about making sure to use all three minds every day. Um, And so you really, really get the nice quality workshop style uh, the Q&A and the live uh, one-on-ones and stuff like that so you can learn more about the different ways to heal the brain, the heart, and the gut. And bring it all together into an actual and total complete process. Uh, and then the last piece is a deep discount. I believe it was 25% off my Healing the Masculine series. And I'm going to be doing seven different pieces to this there's going to be four live calls and then there's going to be three recorded calls and the three recorded calls um are really special men who have helped with the healing the masculine project that i've been doing Um, the mission behind it is the recognition that the masculine deeply, deeply needs healing because the masculine has also been hurt by the patriarchal dark web systems um, just as much as women. And so that's really important. Um, and my teacher, Lucia Renee, has helped heal women and helped women stand in their power. And it is my dharma, my purpose, to help heal men uh, with the same teachings in the same processes, and new configurations, bigger and higher consciousness leaps. And so these are the things that I'm going to be doing. Um, and, and this is for people who not only work with men, so women can come to our calls too, but it is also especially for men. Um, and I have an interesting background around uh, working with men because I came from a military family and have been working with veterans for a really long time. And so that's partly why I was inspired to do a Healing the Masculine project like this. Um, And so we'll have three bonus conversations with extraordinary men, three extraordinary men, David Manning, Leo McPhee, and Tesla, is uh, my friend from Australia who is very deeply knowledgeable about plant medicine, uh, Leo is a crystal master alchemist and healer, and David Manning is a mystic and healer, and so um, that's really exciting. I'm really, really pleased about that particular offering, and I hope that people will come and join me, um, but really especially excited to get the Three Minds technique out there into the world and have one-on-ones with people because it's my favorite, so I can't wait to take live calls.
0: Yes, I know that would be perfect. Again, we're going to get a little taster of the Three Minds Technique uh, as we close our program. And first, we're going to get um, some interaction with our callers so we can see how you do your stuff. Okay. Again, that special offer is available on the Special Offer button on this webpage. Let's go to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Last phone last digits of the phone number are three five three three.
5: Oh. Hello. Hi, you're unmuted. <laughs> oh wow I'm Daryl from Atlanta. Hi Daryl. Hey y'all. Uh, i just opened up my heart and receive a message for you from you please. Unless I need to pose a question.
1: Oh, absolutely. So what you're asking is you'd like me to just do a quick scan and give you whatever comes up in the moment, is that right?
5: Should we play, with madame, oui, oui? Yes, please.
1: Thank you. Thank you for um, trusting me to come into your space, Daryl.
5: My heart is open.
1: So, Daryl, I'm just uh, scanning your presence right now and asking Source to give me any specific information right this moment that's going to help you. So, Daryl, one of the things that comes up uh, when I look actually at you immediately is that there's a lot of this extraordinary deep deep blue coming from you. Um normally when I see a deep deep blue like that, I always wonder if there's some sort of um Pleiadian connection. And uh I I see a little bit of that, but I actually see more of an ocean connection. Um and that you're being asked right now to really focus in on how water is affecting your life whether or not you're drinking enough water uh whether or not you get enough time to spend literally physically in water so taking a bath or even uh, getting into a swimming pool or even better getting into the ocean mm-hmm. um, that water is very, very key to your personal well-being and healing, uh, to spending time around the ocean. The ocean needs you, needs you, to
2: uh, it
1: needs many people, but specifically calling you to put your feet in and to start praying, to start meditating in the water. The water needs healing, it needs your focus. Um, and so that is a very specific message I'm getting about you and what uh, Source would like you to hone in on right this moment.
2: hmm
5: Does
1: that what resonate it? with you?
5: It, it, well, being in Atlanta, there's not much of an ocean here, but I do love the ocean. Sure. And the Pleiades uh resonated and um the Atlantis um as well. Um, but yeah. Let me uh, tell
1: you a little bit about why the Pleiades and the ocean actually are related. The reason why yes. the ocean and why water needs you, um and why it doesn't really matter if you can get your feet in the ocean all the time, because water holds memory. And so we know actually a couple of different scientists. We have Dr. Emoto who cho- who showed us a lot, but there's also a couple of Russian scientists who have shown that water has memory.
3: So mm-hmm.
1: when you get your hands on the water, you can actually help start to heal some of the problems that have been caused across the planet due to nuclear power. And we're talking about some of the more hidden stuff, too, not just Fukushima, but there's actually in the Bikini Islands an entire massive amount of uh, nuclear waste. That's The water is rising, and it's going to um, basically overcome these islands. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff, too, all over the globe. The water needs help. The water needs our help. And the Pleiadians are specifically asking many different people who are their star children to start to help heal the water if they haven't already. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's the connection with the Pleiades. I've found many different men especially are being called to this um, because there is the energy of balance and wisdom that the Pleiadians give. It's all about balance. And when we threw nature off balance with our damaging effects of nuclear power, um, and, and I'm specifically talking about nuclear waste, uh, this is something that needs to be healed. And it, we can start even in the smallest way by, for example, blessing our water. So if you can take a bath and Pray or meditate while you're in the bath, and the water goes down the drain, and it holds the memory of your prayer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it sounds so strange, but but it's really powerful. Sure. Sure. Yeah, Um, yeah, and drinking water. When you drink water um, or when water comes out of our bodies, these are different kinds of things that we can add energy to. Um, and all the water is so connected. So every tiny mm-hmm. little prayer, every little aspect okay. of it, it counts.
5: Okay. Um I do have a girlfriend that's a mermaid. And everybody that's, everybody that's listening to this call is a catalyst for change now. And I just want to uh, mm-hmm. join everybody in love. And may we just spread the love and be of service and mm-hmm. know and realize the purpose that we're here now. So, I love you. Beautiful, Daryl. I appreciate you, you, and I behold the Christ goddess within you. Lovely. Thank you. You're
1: amazing.
0: Thank you, you, Mm Daryl. Wow, beautiful. Thank you for that beautiful reminder. Yes, everyone, we are here to be a new earth leader and to step into our purpose and our passion and our mastery. Awesome. Wow, okay, well, you know, let's do, gosh, do we have time for one more caller? Always.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, let's go, Look, we're gonna go up to San Francisco, and uh, last numbers are the phone number, 9647. Hi, you're unmuted, what's your name please?
4: Hi there, it's Catherine.
0: Hi Catherine. Hi
4: Catherine! How are you? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just
2: doing so pretty, pretty good, I
4: think. i'm just so excited to be called upon um i guess um from the moment i saw your name i know i've been called to action but i still have this uncertainty um and i'm going through all the transitions i'm yes looking at all the inadequacies and everything you spoke to earlier has resonated fully um whatever you can offer i'm just grateful to accept well thank you for first off being
1: so vulnerable um and as we recognize each other's vulnerability i see my vulnerability in you i think lauren and i before the call we saw each other's vulnerability this is so key and um i'm Happy to do a quick scan and see if there's anything special that's coming up and I see immediately angels really want to talk to you. So, first and foremost, (laughs) first and foremost, you, my dear, have three very powerful angels and they have your back. Uh, number one, and uh, we learned that today, I think Lauren, uh, number one, your angels are your admin team. Part of why you feel so uncertain is because it doesn't feel, and yet, and it will in just a minute, it hasn't been feeling like you've got anything watching your back. Uh, sometimes when we're going through these collective processes, especially of inadequacy, we feel like, man, the universe just is not on my side right now. And I don't feel supported, I feel crazy. <laughs>
2: Um, And
1: so, so it's really important for us to know that, in fact, this is an extraordinary opportunity in the moment to see just how much the universe actually does have our back. See, if I hadn't been suffering in my own inadequacy yesterday, I wouldn't have had the motivation to share it with my husband and to have him... Let me know, hey, um, you're just doing the best you can, and you know what? You're more than enough for me. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, if I hadn't have felt so much pain and like just embraced it and shared it, I wouldn't have got the most amazing revelation from my husband that I am much more than enough for him in that relationship. Um, and the angels, they want you to know, that they have your back and that they actually are your team and that every time you feel inadequate to really take a moment, close your eyes, and feel them, to call upon them. Um, And they have very special names, and most of the time they would rather reveal those names to their people, so ask them. If you don't already know their names, ask them. Um, and actually what's interesting is that angels will often take on uh very human-like forms to make us more comfortable. Um, and these three angels are very strong, extraordinary masculine angels. So you've got this muscle group of <laughs> male energy <laughs> who really wants to back you up and who will help you get through any fire. Um, and so to ask them their names, it will be really an excellent uh, little project for you. And just one moment while I continue to look and see if anything else comes up for you. You have such a precious heart. It's like a jewel. Okay, so I want to tell you about your heart a little bit. Your heart has all these facets. Now, each of these facets represents very much your personal journey and all the things you've been through. But the problem with too many facets is that it reflects light at different angles instead of all at once, right? So when we look at a jewel Mm -hmm. and we turn it around in our hand, we'll get lots of little reflections instead of one big one, right? So your job is to continue to work on your heart and to clear over and over and over again, to clear... All the different facets of your heart so that you can have only one very, very smooth jewel and really move your ego out of the way. It'll be much easier for light to shine through as one beautiful, clear jewel of your heart. So processing all these different experiences that carve chunks off of your heart will be really important. Uh, Does that make
4: sense? Oh, yes, completely. Um, It's an ongoing journey, that one. Yes. Yeah, Um, excellent.
1: Yes, just making sure you have a meditation process and you're really clear about um, uh, what you want out of the the meditation is to continuously be shown each piece of ego that you need to remove and that you need to keep moving past. Um, and every day might be something different, so take a little bit of a journal and call it your heart journal and start to move away each facet and polish your gorgeous, gorgeous jewel of your heart.
4: Okay, Thank you, Elizabeth. I really appreciate that, and I see trust I had to hear that too. Excellent, <laughs> and Beautiful.
1: thank you also,
4: Lauren. This is thank you, amazing,
0: Catherine. Okay. Oh, thank you.
4: Blessings to you both.
0: Blessings, Blessings to you. You Bye. know, we're right there with you, Catherine. A lot of us are feeling that, too, and, and we do that with our heart, and so um, that helps us, too. We're right there with you. Oh, my goodness, that was so fun, and we have so many people with their hands raised. I want to do one more quick caller, if we may. Are you yeah, good? absolutely. Yeah, because it's really cool. Okay, so let's go to, uh it looks like Simi Valley 0787, last numbers of the phone number. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please?
3: Hi, this is Michelle. Hi,
0: Michelle. Hi,
3: Michelle. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Elizabeth. So nice to talk to you. You too. How can I help you today? Um, I guess just... Doing a scan for whatever arises as the most uh, pertinent in this moment. Would be beautiful. Thank you for trusting me to come into your space, and when I did, I
1: immediately saw that you are called to embody what I would call uh, royal energy, and it Mm -hmm. doesn't—it's not always what it seems. (laughs) So one of the things that we need to know about royal energy is that royal energy means that you are asked to sacrifice yourself you are asked to sacrifice your time and your body and your experience to bring through something very very specific okay so i'm going to ask and see what i can see about what particular specific aspect you're being asked to embody and so um, i see red and white which is very syrian I also see fire or ashes, ashes, embers, phoenix energy. It's interesting because the energy of resurrection, um, and I'm not talking about in a religious sense at all. It's uh, Resurrection happens in nature a lot too, um, but there's this piece around resurrection that actually has to do with regeneration and how we can regenerate our own cells and our own healing. And so there's some pieces around what you've been through personally that can lead you to understanding the power of regeneration through fire. Um, So the fire element is coming up. It's very important. Uh, The Syrians are really an extraordinary, deep race. Um, When I speak to or hear the Syrians, they sound like, if I was to give them an instrument, I'd say they'd sound like a cello or like a big bass violin, um, whereas the Pleiadians sound more like violins. Um, And the Syrians can be a little bit challenging to listen to because they're so deep and vibratory. Um, But one of the things that they're really um, excellent at is embodying the royal energy. And this means to allow your ego to be set aside and to hold this energy of regeneration um, and to really spend some time discovering what this fire piece means for you. There's a journey here. There's some pages that you're gonna be asked to write and read about fire and the inner fire especially. Um how painful experiences can actually cause us to regenerate. And it's uh interesting because I um grew up uh and I had a terrible, terrible cystic acne which caused a lot of scars on my face and it the other day I was thinking um, about uh, wondering if there was some sort of way for me to help uh, regenerate my face and it turns out that there's this new method of regenerating skin by causing the skin to think that it's being damaged and they do it with these little micro needles and oh my gosh the results are amazing and there's a lesson there (laughs) It's about pain and suffering and how pain and suffering can cause the whole self, the soul, the body, to regenerate, to become new again. And every seven years we get a chance to have that new body, um, but we get to express that every day and cause all of the cells that are reborn that day, reborn again and again, regenerating and resurrecting in our own self, that gorgeous fire of life in us ready to give us that renewal
3: um, so that's the message I have for you today oh my gosh that is so interesting thank you you're welcome
2: <laughs>
3: I could feel all my cells just tingling when you started talking about regeneration within <laughs> each of the cells my whole body just started lighting up
1: <laughs> yeah they're like yeah this is it so embodying yeah. that, oh my gosh, it's just going to flow out of you and there's going to be so much regeneration that will occur around you. Um, so you have these great totems here. You have the Syrians, you have the Phoenix, you have fire, you have ashes. Um, ashes are extraordinary. They are the basis for the most plentiful and beautiful life. Uh, gorgeous rainforests are built upon ashes. Um, and you yourself are an example of that every single day.
3: that's so amazing. thank you and it's interesting that fire comes up too in a in a sort of surprising visual meditation that I had this morning coming out of the bathtub. you're talking about water earlier with daryl I, I it I felt like I was visited today by a dragon who's sort of been sitting on my shoulder and and breathing fire onto things. <laughs> before I ingest oh them, my goodness. Interesting. Oh cool. <laughs> well
1: you yeah. know what the other side of the dragon is in Chinese um ancient Chinese culture is the phoenix. The mm. call of the phoenix and the call of the dragon. Wow. <laughs> they're, interesting they're synchronicities so, um, here. <laughs> yeah, they they sing together to create the universe. Beautiful. So you've been shown your two big, huge totems. That's some pretty big stuff to embody. And it will be easy for you to learn more about how to be able to hold the royal energy um, and just work on embodiment. So that's the key word is royal embodiment. And just kind of checking in with Source every day about what you can learn that day about how to do that better.
3: Great. Fabulous. Thank you so much. That was so in-depth. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> awesome. Thank you,
3: Bob. Take care. Love you. Love you. Take
0: care. Well, I know many are resonating with this royalty uh, energy as well. I know i um, really stepping into it and connecting with it again for more than just Michelle there. Many listeners can tap into that. Okay, Elizabeth, well, this is when we get to be left in a beautiful state and maybe experience the three minds technique, a clearing with that, and then maybe leaving us, um, as we close our show, into a high vibrational
2: state.
1: Yes, guaranteed.
2: (laughs) Awesome. So let's
1: get started, and um, all of us, I'd like us to be very conscious um, about how my meditations work exactly. I'm going to be describing things to you, and all you have to do is use your imagination and allow it to happen in your body. So first, let's all take a big deep breath and get clear and present with each other. And we're going to be calling up some of the most fantastic purifying energy the Earth has to offer today. We're also asking for the purity and intelligence, grace, and groundedness of the Sasquatch to come through, too. So they'll be our totem for this um, final piece. All right, so I'm going to be describing to you right now something that is really beautiful and wonderful below our feet. It turns out that the um, ocean on the surface of the earth, all of the oceans, that that's hardly anything. That's not at all the total amount of water that the earth has. The earth has three times as much water underneath the mantle Locked in the most fantastic formation, called ringwoodite, is a blue stone that is full of water. So it literally is water in stone form. And when you look it up, eventually you might have some time to Google ringwoodite. You will see the color I'm talking about. It is the most gorgeous indigo color. Now this place underneath our feet is so peaceful. It is untouched by human history. It is what I call the soul of the earth. And the soul of the earth is here to support us right now, especially with the problem of imbalance and inadequacy that's been coming up in this latest psychic attack. So I want you to ground yourself down in your imagination and see with your third eye, using your imagination down into this gorgeous soul of the earth below our feet.
2: Now let's take
1: a big deep breath and we're going to ask for that energy to come flowing up to our feet. We're going to become conduits of the soul of the earth in all of its purity and its peace which will wipe away all of that inadequacy and imbalance. So we tap into that gorgeous indigo blue and we allow it to move up through our ankles and our knees, our thighs, into our roots and fill up our whole gut mind. And the gut mind is the entire gut area from the solar plexus downwards. We're going to fill it up with the soul of the earth energy. Now to really activate your gut mind, go ahead and start to rub your belly. And you're gonna rub your belly down on the left and up on the right around the navel. And this activates the sea of chi. The sea of chi is all of the gorgeous earth energy that is in your body. We're purifying it with the soul of the earth. Allow that blue beautiful blue color to come through washing away any feelings of insecurity and now let's have it come up into the heart mind and the heart mind contains the whole body within it in the beautiful electromagnetic torus around the body the heart mind is very expansive And so let's have it come fill up the heart. It comes up into the heart, and then we're going to ask it to turn into a bubble of energy. Now I want you to grow the bubble. It's going to start small in your heart. Touch your heart and have it grow a little bit into the size of a baseball. Good. And now a little bigger. Now we're at the size of a basketball. And it's filling up with this gorgeous water from the center of the earth all the way around us into the entirety of our whole torus filling up and we ask it to completely clean and clear any ideas of inadequacy we might have in our present state. Now take a big deep
2: breath
1: and let it fill up a little farther into your throat and down your arms into, into your hands, clearing all the cells of that vibrational attack we've been going through, clearing it entirely. Excellent. Into the throat and now up into the face, up through your nose, all the way through the third eye, up into the crown. And now I want you to imagine it, beautifully clearing all the thoughts and ideas of imbalance and inadequacy from the brain-mind. Really settling the vibration in the brain-mind. Excellent. And now the last piece, we ask it to fully connect us to the soul of the earth and all its purity, all the groundedness and grace of the Sasquatch who has such great discernment
2: to choose us is us because we are just absolutely perfect in this moment so pure and so clear to have a little glimpse of that perfection around us in the golden ratio
1: and how we too reflect that back over and over again never ending in the great torus of the universe and now we ask for this energy to come through our crown and pour down all the way around us, trickling down like a beautiful fountain, clearing out any energies around us and our immediate surroundings. I just want you to spend just a second letting it move all the way around you.
2: Good. It's very cooling and
1: very pure.
2: And now I want you to see the
1: golden grid, the beautiful web of Indira, which is your birthright to be a part of. And we're going to ask for this clearing energy to move out onto the grid to all of the people on the whole planet. Clearing them and cleaning them, purifying their three minds, purifying their spiritual selves, so that they do not have to suffer from any of the troubling things that have been occurring over the past few days. We ask for this moment of peace upon the planet as we all become conduits
2: for the peaceful purity of the earth. very good you can use this meditation every
1: day if you like anytime you need some clearing or have had a hard day or feel like you've been through some kind of attack use this as your beautiful connection to the holiest water on the planet
2: which is the soul of the earth deep deep under our feet thank you
1: Lauren I love sharing that particular meditation
0: we are really feeling connected to that golden grid and the web of Indara Indira which is our birthright so beautiful thank you, thank you, thank you Elizabeth McCullough Wood for being here and for sharing your wisdom and your insight and helping us open our hearts even more to this greater light that's coming in we love that technique and we have eradicated inadequacy through our three minds well as we say goodbye today what it, would you like to share some last words maybe some things we didn't get to um particularly on maybe One of the timelines that you have seen recently, I I hope this is good news as well, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, the good news. Um, I just want to congratulate everyone because we have won. We did. We won. We chose Mm -hmm. as the human race to be on a path of light. We are winning. We've won the main battle, and we are going to win all the rest. Great. Uh, that's why we're experiencing these extraordinary attacks is because um, they really, the other side, the dark webs of the systems that have been holding us as in, in energetic bondage for so long,
4: mm-hmm. know
1: that they are have lost, that they are losing, so they are lashing out. But we've won. We've won. We have chose to be conduits of pure light and the light workers upon the planet and everyone listening, you're part of it. You've won. So I want you to know that that is the timeline we're on. there's no reason why we're going to be taking any other left turns.
0: (laughs) No left turns allowed. And again, more reason to stay focused no matter what. No matter what. No matter how we see the 3D crumbling or changing or shifting, we are here with our light that we're holding. Beautiful. Mm, Thank you.
1: Absolutely. It brings me absolute and total joy every day to know that.
0: Yes. It is very comforting, isn't it? Well, thank you for inspiring us as well, and thank you for being here on this Quantum Conversation. Namaste. Namaste. If you'd like to take advantage of a personal session with Elizabeth, then please check out her special offer, which is full of some good items as well with her teachings. Okay, now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. This is where we get to have a little bit of fun as we move our bodies, if you wish, and absorb and integrate the information and the beautiful clearing from that meditation with Elizabeth. Now this is a fun musical interlude that picks up steam. So enjoy beloveds. Namaste. Wait.